This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You know, Squarespace's analytics can help you grow in real time, Matthew. (laughs) Wait, like I could be a giant? (laughs) You mean like I can look and see who's coming to my website, how many people, like what times of day they visit my website. That's what I mean. And then I can get jacked because of that. (laughs) Exactly. So if you want to try it out, just go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And use the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. We'd like to thank our friends at Christopher Kimball's Milk Street Radio from PRX for supporting Spilled Milk. On every episode of Milk Street Radio, you will travel the world to find bolder, easier ways to cook, like a warm bowl of hummus in Tel Aviv or the grilled chicken of Thailand, mm. which, which I've eaten in Thailand, and it, it's very good. Ooh. Well, the show also goes into the Milk Street Kitchen here in the U.S. with host Christopher Kimball for tips, techniques, and recipes that you can make in your own kitchen. Yeah, you know Christopher Kimball. Like, he will, he will take a recipe and extract everything that's good about that recipe and leave the rest on the floor. Oh, and, and then yes. clean up. Yeah, yeah, very tidy, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, subscribe to Milk Street Radio on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, or wherever you get your podcasts, plus on your local public radio station. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about molasses cookies, which I always think of as ginger molasses cookies. And I usually think of them as molasses ginger cookies, but that seemed like a lot of syllables. That's so many syllables. Um, Your fingers must have gotten tired by the yes. time you typed molasses. Exactly. Listeners, I want to tell you, last on last week's episode, Molly asked whether anyone thinks that we're elitists. <laughs> Molly is currently wearing a New Yorker t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great when you can definitively answer a question, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. Okay, so memory lane. I bet I bet you ate these as a kid, as I did. I did, but they did not figure prominently into my like cookie war- like landscape. <laughs> no, mine neither because they weren't chocolate. Yeah, I, I feel like the cookies that I remember from childhood that I remember like seeing were chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal raisin, and some snickerdoodles. I feel like my 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 usual encounter with like a cookie like this was, was more like, like a ginger snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, are we going to talk about the differences between like these and ginger snaps and what makes them that way? Because I think I know. I think I know. Okay. Then, well, uh, yeah, I mean, same, same here. Like my, my real, like only memories involving this cookie are when, uh, when I first encountered a little Ray's ginger twinkle cookie, which is, it's a, say that again. (laughs) Little Ray's is a, is a Seattle commercial bakery or like. I think Seattle Northwest Commercial Bakery and their ginger twinkle cookie is their um, very gingery molasses cookie with demerara sugar. You know what? I have long said that I think my my DJ name would be DJ Home Fries. Yes. But I've never had like a stripper name that I felt good about. Like, you know, like mine, according to the old like... um, street you grew up on plus your pet or yeah, something like i was supposed to be like boo boo westchester which <laughs> like, are you kidding that's, no. that's fucking amazing no, 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 no but i think my name's gonna be ginger twinkle i uh, wait wait i'm sorry you think i, I agree ginger <laughs> twinkle is great but you you think a stripper name that has a boob and chest in it is not a good stripper name <laughs> <laughs> i didn't that way, I just like boo boo Westchester is amazing. Mine, 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 <laughs> um, mine is Doris, <laughs> Doris Lambert. <laughs> that is totally a middle school principal, right? Like, you can't get less stripper than Doris Lambert. You know, that's like my grade school, um, school nurse, Roberta Flynn. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like Doris Lambert uh-huh. was probably like one of her best friends from nursing school. Yeah, but I mean, she could really cut loose on amateur night. Um, okay, so we've got these cookies in front of us mm-hmm. and they are molasses cookies. And I like I went into kind of uh, a tailspin. I, I went down, see that down on the hole. agenda here because I so I, I was like, OK, we're going to do a molasses cookie episode. I know what those are. And then I was like, wait. How are those different from ginger snaps? And then I was like, wait, how are those different from gingerbread men? Okay. And then I was like, wait, how is that different from just gingerbread? Whoa. Okay. So let's read down. So you wrote, here's a stab at a taxonomy. Mm -hmm. Gingerbread. A cake made with molasses and baking spices. Yeah. So last night I actually asked my wife the question, what is the difference between a cookie and a cake? And what did she say? Um, she said, which which I sort of figured this out myself, but not all of it, that a, so gingerbread is a cake. Yeah. And a cake is made with a, a you know, a liquidy batter. So it has yes. lots of liquid and lots of leavening and it you're trying to inhibit gluten development. So it like rises and gets fluffy and tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a cookie, maybe you've heard of this. <laughs> I've heard. Um, is is made with a dough, so it has less leavening. It's uh, it's chewier or crunchy. It, it has less uh, moisture. Less moisture. Less hydrated dough. Right. So that's so that's what we have here. Not gingerbread. Right. And yet, because this episode is called molasses cookies. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, what would it be called if we were doing an episode about gingerbread? gingerbread okay yeah okay so so here we go continuing on with the taxonomy molasses cookie a soft chewy cookie so less leavening than gingerbread more gluten development and less liquid and it's made with molasses and baking spices yep we'll Um, define baking spices in a minute great okay ginger snap is a crunchy molasses cookie and if you're a, if you're listening at home, I hope you're writing these on index cards and and uh, thumbtacking them to your wall yeah. and connecting them with strings. You know, it's going to be the holidays soon, and you need to be able to keep this stuff straight. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the holidays, and you need a crazy murder wall. <laughs> okay, so uh, and then gingerbread person, yep. a really thin ginger snap or molasses cookie shaped like a 
quote, lumpy human or whatever, <laughs> says Matthew. <laughs> Well, I mean, shaped like a human with no knees, yeah, like no an, discernible ankles, uh-huh. and a really, really, really thick and and strangely a line body. What is that lat word you said? A line? A a a line? I don't know what that means. Shaped like a capital A. Oh, okay, like an A frame. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like that kind of person. Yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. I I always thought that part of what made a ginger snap crunchy and a molasses cookie like this chewy or what made the difference between chewy and and um crunchy crunchy in part had to do with the type of fat you use i i think that's true ginger snaps i think are often made with shortening yes and or i was going to say the other that oh. butter tends to give a crispier cookie than a shortening cookie oh no we're going to have to break out uh, God, shirley cora yeah i was going to say this is where wise, i learned right? this cuz i remember her breaking down different types of chocolate chip cookies and and she used butter and quite a lot of butter to achieve a crispy chocolate chip cookie uh, yeah i think it's the amount the the ratio of butter to flour more so than which type, type of fat, fat you use really okay um but and e- you're because you're right. I've definitely made um, I've made ginger cookies like with with shortening or lard, and they they are chewy. Yeah, I have made them. So for a while, so when I first moved to Seattle, the big sort of bakery on the scene. Well, there were two of them: uh-huh. was Macrina and Grand Central. Uh huh. And then there was that huge war between them. Yeah, yeah. It's gone down in Seattle history. Well, I, I try not to think about it because it's so disturbing. Because of all the casualties. Um. Anyway, but I used to go to Macrina with my friend Kate, and um, we both worked downtown and we would sometimes meet there and we would get their ginger cookies and they were like perfectly chewy with this like sort of you know cracked top oh the cracks are so important and i think i i I worked up a recipe i think i found the macrina recipe somewhere but anyway i worked up a recipe for my closest in the the ashes of the (laughs) macrina factory after it was bombed by grand central anyway um i wrote about it on my blog about trying to sort of copy this macrina ginger cookie i have a couple ginger cookie recipes on the blog um one that that came later uh, I put chocolate in. It's a ginger oh. molasses cookie oh, with chocolate yeah, chunks, that. and I really like those. I found in making these cookies that the type of molasses you use is a huge determinant in what the flavor is, as well as like the texture. And I don't know how that could be. I used, I want to say Peter Bunny, but that's probably not it. Was it but mild or was it blackstrap? I will go get the molasses bottle. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I just need a website. So if you have a dream, you go to squarespace.com, you use their incredibly intuitive website building tools to turn that dream into a beautiful website, and then it's fulfilled. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) wait, okay, Okay, go on. But it gets even better than that, because now at Squarespace, you can choose from over 200 top-level extensions for your domain name. What, what's it? Wait, what's an extension? Uh, I am learning so much today. It's like hair extensions, but for your website. Okay. No, you know you can get a .com. Yeah. You've heard of .net. Yes. Uh, those are boring top-level domains. Yeah. Now you can get interesting ones like .fail. Wait a minute. C- can I get .succeed? I probably. I mean, you, you can get .fish. You can Wait get, a minute, .fish? <laughs> yeah, you can get .limo. That's, that's the <laughs> same as that .succeed. That is the definition of success. Yes. yes. Uh, you can get .pizza. Oh, this is amazing. You can get .wtf. Are you serious? Wait, that, even, I think Mark Marin owns that even one. Even if you're not, well, you have to, all the money goes to him oh, when you buy that domain. Okay. Okay. And you can get .vodka. 
Oh my gosh, this is the greatest single moment in in Squarespace history. So, however you define success, you can get a domain name that embodies it by going to squarespace.com and using the offer code SPILLED at checkout for 10% off your first order. That is squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. Matthew, why didn't you look up like the difference between mild and blackstrap? I think this, I think you used probably, this is probably like ordinary mild. Oh, okay. So, so here's so the Brer thing. Rabbit has a full flavor and a mild flavor. But right. But neither the f- of those is Blackstrap. No, Blackstrap neither is, Blackstrap. is like, is, is insane. Like these go to 11 fast and furious molasses. Yes. And I have used the, used it in cookies before and I don't recommend it. <clears throat> it no, gives I, this like weird, like, um, black coffee flavor yeah. that I don't want in a molasses cookie. So you can start eating these cookies anytime. Okay. So anyway, you used full flavor molasses, which I guess is sort of like just kind of... Middle middle of the molasses spectrum. Mm. Mm. So tell me about these. Okay, so this is the uh, Cook's Illustrated uh, molasses cookie recipe, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll post a link to. And it is... I mean, it's there's there's nothing unusual about the recipe at all. You know, it's got it's got butter, it's got flour, it's got those baking spices, which I said we were going to define, and I didn't yet. It was uh, cinnamon, cloves, ginger, and allspice. Not not nutmeg, although that's a baking spice also. I have never heard of this category, baking spice. What are you talking about? It's like spices used for American European holiday baking. Okay. Okay. That that are often often combined. Mm-hmm. The the thing about this recipe that they they keep warning you over and over is pull it from the oven when it looks really underdone. Oh, really? And like I still I don't think I quite made myself do it to the extent that they meant, but mm-hmm. they're but they're good. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious. Have you ever noticed like a good a good ginger cookie, molasses cookie like this has a really um there's there's like a a bitter kind of a, yes. a bitter spicy aftertaste but yeah, a definite which I bitterness think partly comes from the molasses because there's like that burnt sugar flavor to yeah. it and partly from the spices these cookies taste so christmassy yeah they really do they're so good i want i want to hang up a stocking yeah so okay so what's your what you know did you grow up eating these did did judy amster our favorite um one of our favorite, one of our two favorite show moms. Yeah, one of our two, two favorite show moms. Did Judy make these? <laughs> show moms like a show horse. <laughs> you know, my mom, she, so, so uh, yeah. my partner had a birthday party the other I night. I was there. It was at the Wild Rose, which is a lesbian bar. First time I've been there. It was the second time I've been there in Seattle. And my mom came and bless my mom. Um, my mom is a really like sharp dresser. She always wears like black from head to toe. Bless, bless my mom. She went home with some lady. <laughs> no, that would have been so wonderful. Uh-huh, sure. Oh man. Anyway, but um, my mom walks into the Wild Rose like with her like amazing dark brown ponytail and her like super stylish, like kind of understated, like uh, designy kind yeah. of earrings and like wearing black from head to toe. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. She was a total show mom in that, mon- in yes. that moment. I was like, everybody, let's look at my mom. She is an incredible show mom. Yes. She won. Yeah, she won the mom show. Yeah, she totally won the mom show that night. Did she sing any karaoke? She didn't sing any karaoke, but she thoroughly enjoyed watching us sing karaoke. Okay, Matthew. good. <laughs> do we, we have a picture of that to post? Right. Yeah. We okay. Do. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, I I don't remember. 
I, I'm sure my mom made these cookies because she made every kind of standard cookie. Um, but like you, I don't strongly remember them because my cookie mem- childhood cookie memories are dominated by packaged cookies and chocolate chip cookies. Right on. Me too. And I feel like as a kid, like what you're really into is decorating like gingerbread people. Yes. And so... That's what, what I was into from pretty much age <laughs> 2 to 17. <laughs> you know, if you had asked me what I was into as a teenager, I would have been like decorating fact, gingerbread people. what I have on my online dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some weird responses. <laughs> anyway, so do you, do you tend to buy these in bakeries now? Sometimes. So I, I think they're, they're uh, a good bet at a bakery. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I think chocolate chip cookies can vary a lot more than, than these do, yeah. I think. And, and I've had bakery chocolate chip cookies that I was not happy with. Like these molasses ginger cookies, unless you overbake them, are always going to come out pretty good and pretty consistent. I, I do think that not all of them are as bold right. with the spicing as these you you've made today. you got to be bold and brash. But even when the, the volume is turned down on the old spiceometer, mm-hmm. uh, it, they're still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so wait a minute. It just occurred to me that this is a type of cookie I have never bought in the grocery store or even thought about buying in the grocery store. Like no. I grew up eating like Chips Ahoy. Um, what were the um, so, what were the soft ones? Soft, soft ba- batch. Soft batch. Uh, I always I wanted those like bitch. Exactly. I always wanted those like marshmallow pinwheel things. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nutter Butters, Pecan Sandies, all these things. There must be. We're probably the well, only people in the world right now who cannot name a brand of soft ginger molasses cookie. Well, but but soft packaged cookies have always been kind of marginal, I think. Because like soft, soft batch was there was a lot of hoopla when it came out, but yeah. they I, I don't think they did great. And I and you know if you look at the cookie aisle now, there are not a lot of soft cookies there. That's true. because they're not very good. That's true. Um, you know, crispy, crispy packaged cookies can be amazing, but soft cookies pretty much have to be made fresh. That's a good point. Although, um, uh, my wife Lori would like me to point out that that she thinks that uh, these cookies are better the next day. That oh. some some cookies, like a chocolate chip cookie, like you know, that's just not even quite cooled down, is is at its optimum. I think, nope, but I these disagree. are not. I disagree. What do you What do you say? I think chocolate chip cookies that are still warm often feel too rich to me. Mm-hmm. I want them so to you, cool down. So you want them down. to age for like four or five weeks? Yeah, I want them. You know what I In like a cave, to do? Rubbed is... with with Marc de Bourgogne. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so do you prefer to, you know, there's some things in the, the culinary world that I feel like I don't need to make because they exist in bakeries and I'm not going to bother. Generally, they're harder things like croissant or whatever. Uh-huh. Is, this a ty- is this a type of cookie where when you want one, do you tend to bake them because you like them like small and lumpy and homey? Or do you tend to go out and just get one? So if I see one of those ginger twinkle cookies, I'll often get it. This, it's like a cellophane packaged cookie, but very, very good. I, you know, if I'm at a bakery, this probably isn't going to be the first thing I'm going to gravitate toward. But I'm always happy when someone in my house bakes it. And they're very simple to make. Yeah. Uh, one part of the process that I really enjoy was this recipe, and I don't know if this is true of, of most recipes, but um, uh, I mean, they're usually rolled in sugar, and it uh, it said to like make a few balls and drop them into the sugar, 
and uh, it didn't specify exactly how to roll them. So I put them in a cake pan and just kind of jiggled it around until oh, they got all rolled yeah. in sugar. So satisfying. So satisfying. It was sort of like playing one of those labyrinth games where you tilt the wooden yes! tray. Yes, yes. Oh, Only man. there was no hole for the marbles to fall through in this case. Yeah, yeah. good. That's Which a good is good thing. because I won. So, you know, it occurs to me we should do a ginger snap episode. Yeah, I think so. I don't think that's something I've ever made. I have made them, but you know what? I'm going to save that story for the ginger snap episode. Oh, wow. Way to string people along. Yeah. But anyway, I think that we should definitely link to this recipe if we can, the one you've made today. And I'll also look up that old one on my blog, plus the one with chocolate in it. That one was really good. Why don't why don't I make that more often? I, for for some reason, I feel skeptical of that one, even though I've had it and enjoyed it. I do feel like there 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 is real perfection in the purity of this like chewy, crackly, sugar coated ginger molasses. I feel cookie. like yeah, like the chocolate is kind of insinuating itself, and yeah, like like you know, look at me, you know, I'm going to be good. But. I don't know what made me do that. It might have been a period of time in blogging when I just sort of felt like I was running low on ideas and I wanted some cookies and I had all this stuff and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make these. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's good that you didn't uh, put the chocolate into your like cabbage salad recipe. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Deep so, thoughts. So I guess we have a ginger snap episode coming up and yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, this is going to be great. This is such a good like lead into a fall, winter, you know, stuff. Yeah. Are we going to be like leaning hard on the on the holiday baking for episodes this fall um i winter. think i think so i mean you know w- th- there's always more to explore in the the christmas cookie tin I'm, I'm so glad you said that yeah uh if you don't know what we're talking about uh check out our, our holiday cookies episode yes. from 2016 you'll find it in a tin this episode is brought to you by Spice Islands. Molly, I would like to go on a flavor adventure. Can you be my travel agent? Yes, I can. I have just, uh, oh, let's see, six words for you. Fill your pantry with Spice Islands. Well, actually, I did fill my pantry with Spice Islands, and let me tell you, they are fragrant and delicious. Yes, Matthew and I both have pantries full of Spice Islands. And um, not only are these spices incredibly fragrant and delicious, as Matthew said, you know, these are spices that my family has relied on for decades. I grew up with this spice company. And look look at me now. You you are your your own flavor adventure. So to become a flavor adventure or go on one, go to spiceislands.com slash milk for more spice facts and recipes and go to your grocer's premium spice section and stock up on Spice Islands. That's spiceislands.com slash milk. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post a link to the Cook's Illustrated Molasses Cookie Recipe. Mm-hmm. And the cookie recipe that Matthew so scorns with chocolate in it. I mean, it's good and I like to eat it, but other than that, I scorn it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Yep. And um, you can also find us in Matthew's apartment where we are right now. Yeah, someone someone recently, um, a listener, I ran into them and they said um, that they figured out where our studio is based on things that we've said and, <laughs> and, and like walked by and looked in the window. 
amazing. Not, not while we were recording. I, I guess like by saying that, I'm like encouraging other people to do that creepy thing. <laughs> but I was at Ballard Market uh, grocery store the other day. I was in the produce section and I was pushing along my cart and I looked up and there was this woman probably around my age who made eye contact with me in this really like pointed way. And sure. I was like, huh, God, what, what's going on? Like, am I doing something wrong? And anyway, were you like squeezing the produce? Oh, yeah. I was totally like basically squeezing every avocado and, and like really forcefully. Anyway, um, I looked down and I kind of looked back up and sort of did a double take. And she goes, I love your show. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God, thanks. I thought you were like mad at me. And, and she meant the mom show. Yeah, she, right? the, she was like, God, I saw your mom at the Wild Rose the other night. She looked fine. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, squeeze every avocado, handle every peach. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Climb every mountain. Or how does that go? I don't know how this, I, I know which song you mean, but I don't know the tune. Okay. Well, I'm Molly Weisenberg. All I can think of is I'm every woman. It's all in me. <laughs> And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Mm. <clears throat> Matthew, why didn't we sing that into the mic? I don't know. <laughs> right. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.